We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Some of you are joining us live right now over on our YouTube channel or on my Twitter account. That's where I put it out there. Um, Keith, kind of kind of our workaround temporarily <laughs> right, right now. Typically, we don't do this show live streaming. But yesterday, if those of you noticed, you went, man, Trevor and Keith are reacting to the news really slowly. You, YouTube has been doing this thing where it's putting our videos into their check system and it's taking like hours for it to get through yep. for some reason. I, I'm not sure why. But so my workaround is just, okay, fine. If it's going to take that long, because I don't think we're going to shorten our shows to like three minutes or something so it'll get through checks quicker. It's just, all right, fine. We're just going to broadcast it live then and, and go that route for the for the time being. So, Keith, that just puts a little more pressure on us because it means oh, we can't man. edit out any mistakes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We don't do a lot of editing anyway, so I think we're that's, probably that's okay. True. <laughs> that's true. So welcome in. Anybody who is joining us live, coming in from YouTube or from yeah. Twitter, um, I guess let's, if we have to, let's kick things off with this. <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> Russell Westbrook officially picks up his option. Not a surprise at all. $47 I was million. Dollars. I know. Stunned. So, so surprised. You know what, Kate? This is the kind of thing, though, that normal people do. Yep. And normal it's people might us. move the world forward. But... Yep. Something else, Kyrie-esque, I don't know, needs to go in there. Um, what are you thinking about this? He picks up his option. No surprise there. Um, doesn't look like there's a lot of trade suitors out there. So Lakers' best bet might just be to run out the clock on, on Russ. Yeah, I think you, as we've kind of said, this is not you know, at all uh, unexpected here. Mm -hmm. that This was how we all thought it would go. So I think the idea here is bring him in and let's uh, see what we can make work, right? New coach, uh, new new coaching staff. It'll be a lot of a new roster outside of you know, LeBron, AD, and a few other guys likely. So let's just see. Can we maybe make it work a, a little bit? Uh, better and then we'll see how it goes and if it doesn't you always have the option of sitting him down waiting it out see how it goes from there so yeah i, I don't think we're gonna see um uh massive changes by any means but i think it'll just be kind of wait it out and see and hope maybe it's a little bit better and if it isn't then you sit him and maybe eventually he gets tired of not playing and he wants to do a buyout or something like that 
And that's that's worst case. Obviously, Darvin Ham will try to do what he can to try to mm-hmm. make things work and see if they can click, see if he can get something to to work where Frank Vogel couldn't. Uh, I mean, obviously, LeBron and AD staying healthy that would go a long way towards towards helping achieve that goal. But sure. um, again, worst case, one year expiring contract. Like, let me ask you this, Keith: Would you rather have Russ expiring or Gordon Hayward? Kelly Oubre and like Mason Plumley or something. What would you what would you rather do if you were the Lakers? I think probably the Hornets guys, only because if you've got LeBron and AD, you're you're trying to you're trying to win right now. So I think um, that's the challenge that that pushes you further with that. I it, you know if you could tell me Gordon Hayward was going to play even sixty games, then I'd feel pretty good about it. But if 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 he's not, then you're talking. 30 million in rough money this year, 30 more million in rough money next year. That gets a little, little hard to work around, but yeah, I it's, it's, it's tough. I think, you know, in a vacuum, yeah, give me the Hornets guys and let's go forward. But I I get it. I get why maybe it's more appetizing to just, you know, wait it out and see if you can make it work a little bit better with Russ. Now would future draft capital cause you to blink on that? Uh, Future draft capital going to the Hornets. Correct. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to give up those picks if I can right. avoid it. So I, I, I think I'd still just, just hang on and just mm-hmm. see, see where this goes. I mean, the LeBron factor—that's the, the challenge here, mm-hmm. right? If there, if yeah. there's no LeBron, it's an sure. easy decision. You just, yep. you just run out the clock. You take the cap space and you move forward. But it's the LeBron yep. factor that, that makes it a little exactly. bit difficult. Uh, in any event, though, sounds like he will be a Laker next. You know, again, free agency starts a couple of days. Anything can happen, right? But for the time being, it appears he will be on the roster to start next season. Yep, yep. That's that's that. That would be my assumption here. Yeah, we're we're uh, almost two full forty eight hours away, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Six p.m. So we're forty nine, less than forty nine hours out from things legally starting. <laughs> we're already starting to get a, a good chunk of deals that are are starting to float out. Uh, t- t- too many details locked in maybe that uh, make me think, uh, you know, tampering's uh, alive and well in the NBA, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay. So since you just said that, let me jump to this topic then. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stein reporting that the Mavs are starting to be resigned that, like they're probably going to lose Jalen Brunson here to the Knicks. Um, the Knicks can't talk to Jalen Brunson. So, nope. I mean, I mean, John Wall to the Clippers, like that's tampering too. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Do you see, I mean, the Bulls and the Heat just got punished mm-hmm. for this stuff. So what's the Box NBA? A couple gonna, years ago, right? Correct. So yeah. what's going to happen here? And I guess, and also, what do you think about Jalen Brunson to the Knicks? Yeah, uh, staying on the tamping, the tampering topic for a second. That's a tongue twister. No, um, see, we can't edit that out though because we're live. I know, right? <laughs> no, see, let's see, because we're live. Like we wouldn't have left that in anyway. Um, <laughs> so it is. Uh, it's. I like to believe what's happening is Jalen Brunson pops over to his dad's house. His dad leaves a blank contract sitting on the kitchen table. And he's like, Oh, what's this? And he flips through and sees, Oh, wow. An unsigned contract with my name on it for a hundred million dollars. And we, we all know that's not how these things go. I think the whole idea of tampering, I'll say, you know, again, kind of on the record here, it's just dumb. Once guys are 
free agents, once their season is over, let them talk to whoever they want. Agreed. Like we avoid 90% of this. I don't like it's, uh, you know, like KD under contract for four years. Like unless the Nets said, hey, yeah, you have permission to talk to whoever and figure it out if you want to go there. That's a whole different story, right? But if it was, no, you can't be talking to people and recruiting KD to come to you. It's still going to happen anyway, but that one feels a little more gross, right? Because it's he's under contract for four years. But if it's a uh, if it's a guy where it's you know you're sitting here and it's like Jalen Brunson's a free agent in two days, I don't care. You know, I mean, but just be consistent. Either allow it exactly. or punish them. You know, punish them and take away picks or whatever. I do think the NBA is going to hit a tipping point with this, where it's going to be, I am if we don't start punishing it more harshly we need to start allowing it it's got to go one way or the other you can't just say i want to take away a random second round pick from you at some point in the future because it's not enough for enough of these teams don't care about that like miami for example they don't care about losing a second round pick they got kyle lowry you know, mm-hmm. you know that means nothing to them so yeah i, I think you just got to be consistent with the way you enforce it uh brunson to the knicks i like it enough I, I don't love it. I'm on the record saying I think he's going to get twice as much as Tyus Jones, and I don't think he's twice the player Tyus Jones is. So, But he's he's proven he can carry the offense when he needs to. He did that in the playoffs this year against Utah in a couple games without Luka. Uh, my guess is he really wants those on-ball reps to prove, like, hey, I really can be a playmaker, scorer, uh, combination guy, not just the scoring guy who plays off Luka Doncic. So I, I get that. So I, I I don't hate it. It's just an awful lot of money to lock into. But the Knicks don't have a lot of long term money on their books, so they 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 should be fine to work around it if if it even comes to that. Yeah, I mean, if he's their guy again, I've spoken my concerns about you know uh, he's a tough shot maker. Sometimes those kind of guys can uh, lose value very quickly, but. Um, but I like Brunson a lot, so who knows? Maybe it, it works out perfectly for them, yep. and uh, and he winds up being great value. Um, before we move on, I you want to play the a... breaking news drop? Oh, if we have some, yeah, absolutely. Here we go. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Let's go. Ready? Per I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers center Vita Zubac has agreed on a three-year, $33 million extension. His agents, oh. Jeff Schwartz and Mike Lindemann of XL Basketball tell ESPN the Clippers declined his $7.5 million team option, clearing the way for Zubac's new deal. Hey, so three years, 33. Um, do we have anything in there on um, any kind of uh, team or player option in there? Nope, not nothing in there yet. From from that, I'm sure we'll get that uh, here in the next uh, series of tweets, or someone else will follow up with it, or something like that. But I, I mean, that's perfectly fair. That's basically the mid level money, uh, the non taxpayer mid level yeah. uh, money. So yeah, I, I think that's perfectly fair for for Zubac and what he gives the the Clippers. It's about a three million dollar raise or so this year, likely in first year salary, and that's you know good for him to lock that in. So yeah, he, he was very good. They're going to lose Isaiah Hardenstein uh-huh. most likely. Um, so locking in Zubac is is a good move. And we're going to get to why in just a minute when we talk about uh, John yeah. Wall. So. Mm-hmm. Zubat's ascension. I'm happy for Zoo. Um, a good guy. And, uh, you know, this is a good deal for, for him and I think for the Clippers as, as well. Clippers yeah, I don't want to open an old wound, but is that like still one of the more baffling trades 
mm-hmm. in your time as a Lakers fan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, sure. it's just they, they didn't make sense at the time, right? Yeah, they they felt like they weren't going to be able to pay him that summer, yeah. so but there was no justification. I mean, it it made no sense. Yeah, that one was odd. It made no sense. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, it and was, we get to play the breaking news drop. So that's yeah. A win. So there. So there's that. Uh, we got a super chat here. It said, "Do you think Scottie Pippen Jr. is a monk replacement on the Lakers?" Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's going so. very very yeah. far. Um, yeah. <laughs> if he hits his absolute ceiling, maybe, but sure. If anything, in terms of role, a healthy Kendrick Nunn would be the Monk replacement if Monk were to leave. Now, that's not saying they're the same guy or anything, just he would take over that ish role of sorts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's got a, a long way to go. Um, mm-hmm. I like that addition on a two way. I think that's a really uh, good yeah. addition on a two way. And the Lakers have proven that they've, they've kind of hit on those guys uh, the last couple of years. And if a guy proves he's a little bit better, uh, they're not shy of saying, all right, let's get you off that two way and onto the regular roster. So I don't, I don't have any issue with that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see him in summer league. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. Yeah. No, no Austin Reeves on the summer league roster. Oh, he's not playing summer league. Mm-mm. He's oh not. man, that's a little odd. You figure he could have made the cameo, right? And uh, played a couple may, games. But he, he probably may have had had some people telling him, "No, no, no, yeah. no, no. You you need to come train over here this summer, not go there." Yeah, yeah, that makes you sense. Can, you can think yeah. about who may have been saying yeah. those things. Yeah, no problem with that one yeah. either. Right? He's he's uh for a second year player, he's he's established himself enough mm-hmm. that he doesn't need to play in summer league. With a bunch sure. of guys who may not even be on the real roster. So, yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, oh, Oscar gave us a $10 super chat. Thank you. Much, much appreciated. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get back into our news topics for the day. In fact, since we just talked about Clippers with Zubots, let's just jump into it. John Wall, I'm going to go to the Clippers getting bought <laughs> Speaking out. of tampering. <laughs> Speaking of tampering, uh, John Wall gets, gets bought out. By the Rockets gives back oh, what was it about seven million six and a half, um, and he will now sign according to Adrian Wojnarowski with the Clippers. He's going to get that taxpayer mid level, which is connecting the dots. Part of why they're probably going to lose Hartenstein. Uh, they're not going to have that money to pay to him, but they do pick up mm-hmm. John Wall. Uh, what do you think about the landing spot and then sacrificing Hartenstein in order to get Wall? Do you like that dynamic? That move. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, no, I don't like that second part. 
the yeah. Hartenstein for wall part. I, I'm not eh, that one. I don't feel very good about. I think Hartenstein is uh, pretty good, and I think he's going to show it wherever he goes next. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of next season he's somebody starting five. I, I think he's he's pretty good. He's got uh, developing range on his jump shot. He's a good finisher. He's a really good defender in and around the basket area. I can actually move his feet a little bit on the perimeter. Now it sounds like uh, Michael Scotto of Hoopsite reported a little bit earlier today that maybe the Clippers are looking at taking in Nerlens Noel uh, via the. Um, their Serge Ibaka trade exception. So they do that. You've replaced them and you got yourself a point guard and they needed another point guard. Uh, there are other point guards behind Reggie Jackson are younger guys. Um, so I, I don't, I let's see what John Wall has left. He looked okay. He didn't shoot it great, but he looked okay uh, with Houston the last time we saw him play. So, which was you know, six years yeah. ago, I think. Oh, yeah, it feels like that. that way, right? <laughs> no, it was a little it, over a year ago. 84 years. Isn't that the yeah. Titanic <laughs> Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> uh, it's, um, you know, let's see. I think, I do think he has a chance to, wouldn't that make her like a hundred something years old, Ben? Right. Cause she had to be at least 18, right? I don't I'm, that's I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> um I was just thinking about that. Sure Are you breaking down plot holes in, in Titanic? It might be, yeah. <laughs> uh, 30-year-old movie. Yeah, close to that, 35. I don't that's gotta be yeah, close to 35 years old, right? Okay, just to just to make connections, that that gem that she wore was actually the time stone. Um ah, and so that's go. yeah, that's that's the way that's the way that well, worked. And so okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. I like it. I do remember them going back to finding her on the boat before she whipped it in the water. Spoilers. I just ruined the end of Titanic for everyone who hasn't seen it yet. Sorry. Sorry you missed it. The, the boat sank. Oh my yeah, God. Spoiler alert. Most of them died. Um, it's a, uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, we were on John, John Wall. Wall. How long yeah. it's been since he's yeah, played. How long it's been since he played. I, I think he's, I get it. Um, by all accounts, so he was staying in pretty good shape. He looked like he was ready to play. There's a lot of stuff out of Houston about him working out with the team. They just didn't want to play him in games because they wanted to play their kids. So I don't have I I here's the thing. I think people if people go in expecting John Wall, all-star level guy, yep, then you're gonna be disappointed. If you go in expecting John Wall, pretty good backup point guard, you're probably going to be okay with what it is. And reality is they're paying them $6 million. So why not? I would have rather given that 6 million Isaiah Hartenstein and seen if wall would have taken the veteran minimum. But in that case, we know he had other suitors. The heat were interested. The Lakers are interested. Washington, it sounds like had some level of interest in bringing him home. So I think, you know, pay for it and see, and it would it shock you if, by mid-season if he was their starting point guard over Reggie Jackson? No. No, right? Yeah. So it's it's fine. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that this swings the title by any means, but it's it's fine. I, I don't have any issue with this signing. Uh, speaking of Hartenstein, Sonny gives Super Chat said, Monk or Hartenstein for the mid-level? Would you? Oh, if you were the Lakers? Just, yeah. Yeah, Hartenstein. Yeah. I think. A bigger need. Yeah, and I like, and I like yeah. Monk, and I and you know yeah, you've I got like that Monk connection too. of you know he kind of his back was against the wall and he fought last season and now he's got himself this opportunity. So there's that you know emotional connection. Um, so it feels bad to say, oh, you know, I would pass on Monk, but this skill set Hardenstein brings is probably a little more important. Yeah, right 
I agree. Uh, Ravon also, I don't know if you saw that one, uh, nope. says thanks for the great content. So thank you for that compliment. And any idea what's up with the Raptors and OG? I, I don't think anything. I, I think that was all coming from other places. I, I don't get the real sense that they want to move him. Maybe he is a little unhappy because there is a lot of uh, overlap and duplication on that roster between him and Siakam and Barnes um, and Gary Trent to some extent. But I, I think it's one of those things where they'll they'll just make it all work. I don't think they're going to necessarily move yeah. on from him. or anything. If they do, it's going to be in a bigger um, trade than any kind of, you know, just moving them on. They, they will figure out something much bigger to do uh, with him to really fill a need and move that franchise forward. Yeah, it's not going to be just a, well, we need to get something, so mm -hmm. off you go, that type yeah. of situation. Nope. Definitely not. All right, let's talk Utah. Yeah. They've got a head coach and a guy you know, and I'm just going to throw it to you here. You know him better than I certainly would. Sure. Uh, former Celtics assistant. Shocker, Danny Ainge goes to a Celtics assistant, right? But <laughs> Well, they didn't overlap, though. He wasn't there when Danny Ainge was there. Um, but yeah, shocker, I yeah. guess. That's yeah. still fair. Yeah. Uh, but what are, what are your thoughts on this? Do you like the hire for the Jazz? And what is what does he bring? I do like it. He's he's young. He's only 34. So, uh, Trevor, we're, we're now older than most. Oh, of my coaches. gosh. I'm old. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, we're starting to. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're starting to climb the ladder. It's one thing when you look and it's like, OK, this dude was born after I graduated high school and he's coming into the NBA. That's one thing when the coaches are. 10, you know, 15 years younger than us. It's starting yep. to be like, oh, man, what's happening? But anyway, um, he's young. The, the One of the things that I know uh, he gets a lot of credit for because he is younger. He really relates to the players pretty well. Um, he worked his way up through the, the video room with the Spurs um, and eventually from the video room onto the uh, uh, coaching staff. There was a point where he was uh, one of many over the 20 plus years to be mentioned as Pop's eventual successor. Um, but much like uh, Ime Udoka and a handful of others, I think it was, hey, go get some experience somewhere else. And then, you know, maybe your head coaching job will come somewhere else. It also kind of tells me Pops just not ready to go anywhere yet. We talked about yeah. that the other day, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, he's known as a pretty good offensive coach uh, with good you know thoughts there. He's a guy who um, does a lot of studying. Uh, he's very well prepared. I think in a lot of ways there's similarities in the path of Quinn Snyder to some extent, where he's okay. worked for Pop then worked elsewhere and then came in um, as a head coach. But um, no, he's not exactly the same kind of guy as Snyder, but I think the Jazz got a good good coach here. And I think um, going with a younger coach, some might say, does that mean they're looking to rebuild? I don't think so. I, I think this is, let's just get a whole new fresh set of voices um, here. We're going to talk about front office too, to some extent. And uh, let's really try to make this work with the, not, not necessarily all of the guys they have, but the base. So Mitchell, Gobert, uh, probably a couple of the other guys. Let's see if we can make this work. And then if not, we'll reset next summer or the trade deadline or something like that. He's younger than some of his players, right? I got to He's definitely going to be younger than Mike Conley. I would imagine. Right. Than Mike Conley. Um, let's pull it up. Let's see. I bet you're right, though. I, it's He's got to be younger than Mike Conley. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Mike Conley is. Uh, Mike Conley is also 34. He'll be 35 okay. though at the beginning of October. I don't know when Will Hardy's birthday is. Um, he's probably the only one. Yeah. 
because uh, everybody else. But I mean, yeah, definitely. He's right there. He's close with with Bogdanovich. He's uh, thirty three. So, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Rudy right. Gay. He's younger than Rudy Gay too. Ru- Rudy Gay. I was gonna say, yeah, that's got to be. I forgot Rudy Gay was not even on the roster for. I was. I he popped in my head. And I went. Wait, is he still there? <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, I guess maybe he won't be next season. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. Find out in a couple weeks or a yep. couple days, maybe. So the Jazz were not done making new, making moves, though. David Fisdale joins their mm-hmm. front office, obviously leaving the coaching ranks, was an assistant with the Lakers, now moving to Utah's front office. Obviously, the Lakers, to a degree, cleaned house when Frank Vogel went out. Sure. Phil Handy stuck around. But uh, what do you think? Fisdale in the front office now instead of on the sidelines. Yeah, my guess is for David Fisdale, this is probably a little bit of a, all right, I've, I've been an assistant for a very long time. I had a couple runs at head coaching jobs, and then I've been in the interview process a couple more times. Hasn't happened. Maybe I'll try something different and see. But with knowing, he can always get back in on the coaching side somewhere if he wants to. So why not go round out your experience a little bit more? Um, that may be, Maybe if he decides he wants to coach, that's a little bit more attractive because right, hey, you understand the front office side now. We've seen uh, several guys over the last, you know, let's say 10 years, make this transition from coaching to front office when they make it solely, right? They, they move fully over, um, really succeed with that. So I, th- I think this is not not necessarily a bad thing. Um, you know, and it's, again, I think Danny Ainge is kind of saying it's a new era here in Utah. We're trying to really, um, open things up, you know, look at things with a new fresh set of eyes, bring in a bunch of different people. And we're, we're going to you know, re- rebuild this thing the way we want to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, um, I think this is just the beginning too. I have a hard time imagining the jazz going through the off season without some significant personnel moves mm-hmm. coming. You yeah. Know? I, I don't think it's going to be Mitchell or Gobert though, but I think everything okay. else is definitely on the table. I, I just, I just, it's one, I can't see them trading Mitchell. That just seems crazy. Um, and then Gobert, it's just, it's, it's hard to move him, which sounds weird. I, I just had this conversation where I think we've gone collectively way too far on Rudy Gobert. Like, you know, there's now this thought of like, this guy sucks and he's the worst contract in the league. And it's like the dude almost won defensive player of the year again. He was an all-star again. And it's like, we can't go that far. Like this is getting a little crazy. Yeah. I agreed. Um, it's the years on the contract. I think that's scaring people. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, if, that's if definitely. He, yeah. If he had three years under contract instead of four, Mm-hmm. I think he the market for him would be more robust or even two, right? Two two and a team option on a third would be ideal, I think. It's the yeah. extra years on the contract that's that's causing people to to pause at you know, going all out after Gobert. All right, uh, Mike Wolf is asking in the chat, when are things really going to start heating up in free agency cuz it's been quiet? Uh, nothing really starts until June 30th at 6 p.m. So yep. Eastern uh, we're, we're, we're in kind of a, yeah, 6 p.m. Eastern, correct. We're, we're in a little bit some of a uh, quiet stuff will come here. out. Yeah. You know, some but little things here happen. and there. Yeah. But yeah, the main, like the, the dam bursting, that's Thursday. Yep. Well, I'm very, I mean, I guess we're doing all this reporting on uh, 
Brunson and I mean Zubach yeah. is different because that's an extension, but Brunson and John Wall and all that. It wouldn't surprise me if we're we're right there at six oh one. We're getting yep. big big deals from from Woj. Thought maybe we'd hold off a bit on that, but I don't think we're going to. Uh, uh, Eagles gang said, "I really want to see Russ in a Hornets jersey." I'm guessing Eagles gang he, is a he, Lakers he's, fan. He's a Lakers fan, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's a, a Hornets fan. <laughs> so there were so many, like, I, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on Russ here. Cause I'm going to talk about that plenty tonight for Lakers nation, but so many Lakers fans were just infuriated that he, you know, he posted himself singing the song this morning and all that kind of stuff. And people are just like, Oh my, you know, get this guy off of this team, make him go somewhere else, anywhere else. I think it's gotten to a point kind of like with Gobert, where people are like overstating, you know, how yeah. valuable or not valuable his contract is. I still think Russell Westbrook is a talented basketball player. The problem is the contract is bleeding into our evaluation mm-hmm. of him as a player. And then, yeah. and then, frankly, as a player, he's had a lot of issues too. So those two sure. things kind of compound. And next thing you know, you've got this idea out here that he's the worst player ever, um, which on the court, not necessarily the case. But in any event, that's where we're at. And, you know, we just talked about it with John Wall, right? If if you're expecting John Wall, uh, all-star, $40 million player, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to hate the contract. Yep. John Wall, $6 million player, it's probably fine. If Russ was making $10 million, then you get ready to be like, all right, $10 million, that's $10 million worth of value. It's the problem is he's making 47 and that's not the value you're getting. So I, I get it. You know, it's – it's I, I, I guess I think this probably eventually heads to – there won't be a trade. Now that I've said that in the next 20 minutes, there probably will be, or right. or five minutes after we're done recording um, is more likely how it'll go. But I think um, I, my guess is this goes with either uh, Darvin Ham figures it out and makes it work at least enough, or it turns into, all right, you got to, what, what do you, what will you give back in a buyout? And we're all going to go our separate ways and move on. Right. Okay, I mean, I've got some fans that are saying that the moment the announcement came out, they said the 2022-2023 season just ended. Yeah, that's going too far. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I understand. Like, it is if you've got one guy that's producing at a six million, let's say six million dollar level, and he's getting forty seven, that's hard to build out a roster, right? Yep. And, and actually yeah. put something together that that works. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, when I want to answer a question from the chat. I think it's a good one from David Rodriguez. There's been a huge yeah. influx of sign and trade offers over the last few years. What changed to make them more of an option? Um, the big thing with that is more teams are over the cap now. And if you're over the cap, if you want to uh, make those things happen, you you need to uh, do uh, sign and trades. It's it's that's one of the ways to move players when you don't have cap space is through sign and trade. So that's where it is. We had gone through a period where every summer there was 10, 11, 12 teams with cap space. So we weren't seeing as many of these sign and trades. So now, now when the league's capped out, we go back to sign and trades when the league's not capped out, they, they tend to go away again. Cause you just can sign guys uh, outright. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. That's uh, that's what happens. And I mean, the hard cap is a complication mm-hmm. with the sign and trade, but yep. you can still there you can still pull it off in, in the right scenario. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, so yeah, I love when it. When <laughs> salary clears, is it extra cap space? No, because they're already over the cap. So right. doesn't mean they would suddenly tax have five. Room, to go. What's that? Tax room though does create a little yeah. tax room. Tax room. Yeah. Um, when is it? Because I like. I've got it set an alarm on my phone midnight, July 1st. Yep. That's when it officially comes off the books. Is that official official? Like that's yep. the moment the NBA recognizes that money is off the books. Yep. The league year changes over right at midnight on July 1st. Now they open the negotiating period at 6 PM Eastern on the 30th. Um, but the league year changes over on July 1st. And I'm looking at my sheet right now. You can't see it. But under former player owed salary for the Lakers, because I've already flipped to next year, there's a big blank space, and it's beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. All we right. Could, we could bring up the Titanic lady again and say it's been 84 years, but <laughs> <laughs> has been tune in in August for Keith and Trevor's Titanic breakdown. We'll, we'll that's right. We'll have to do that. Film. Yeah. Titanic and Marvel connections. Yep. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for today. Oh, we wanted to hit on a couple a couple of the options, the qualifying. Oh, offers. that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. No, I forgot okay. about that one. Um, yeah. You know, I forgot to put it in my uh, my headers. Oh, that's why. No, it's all good. We'll 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 just I'll fly through them. Uh, DeAndre Ayton and Miles Bridges both got qualifying offers that makes them restricted free agents. Uh, this is does not mean they're back for certain with the Suns or the Hornets. This just allows them to control the process. They weren't going to let those guys get to unrestricted free agency and risk losing either of them for nothing. Uh, and then the Pistons. It seems like it's a bit of a surprise that they gave a qualifying offer to Marvin Bagley, which puts a massive 20 plus million dollar cap hold on their books. But what it, why they're doing it is it's just a procedural thing. And what you'll see happen with Bagley is at least until they come to an agreement with him on a new deal, they control the process again for him as a free agent because he's restricted this way. And what you'll see happen is they'll we'll probably get pretty early on uh, in the first you know day or two of free agency that they've agreed to three years, 30 million, three years, 20 million, whatever the number is. Um, and then what they'll do is then they'll turn around once they've got that agreement, they'll renounce Bagley's rights to open up all that $40 million or so in cap space. And then they'll, they'll have, him uh re-signed after that as uh, either out of their cap space or maybe out of the room exception we'll see depends on how much money he gets we'll know when that total figure is reported 
Yeah, important to remember that a qualifying offer, unless a player surprisingly says, hey, I'll take it and, and yep. signs the qualifying offer, you can actually rescind a qualifying offer yep. too if you suddenly find yourself in a spot where you need that room. Yeah, and teams have gotten really smart about not giving qualifying offers to players who would likely just sign them because it's better than what they might get. For example, we usually see these things done in batches. Teams usually say, all right, we gave qualifying offers to these three players that were eligible and they go. Uh, the Suns, they gave DeAndre Aiden, so they haven't announced it. And it's hit or miss whether teams announce it or not. Um, but they, they have not given one to Aaron Holiday, for example. And I think it's because Aaron Holiday would just sign his qualifying offer and then be on, on under contract for one year. And that's all the qualifying offer is. It's a one-year contract at a set amount. Player signs it. And then the following year, in most cases, they become an unrestricted free agent. It's pretty rare that it happens. Usually maybe one a year or so. Um, if they do sign it, they, they get the right to block trades because it comes with an implied no trade clause because you're playing under a one-year contract with bird rights, which you would lose if you're traded. But th those those pretty rarely come up that way. It's just it's the it's having the teams do something, prove that they are interested to some degree in hanging on to the player in order exactly. for the player to qualify as restricted. Yep. Um super chat from Juan says the day Kyrie picked up an option, a friend of a friend allegedly saw Kyrie and LeBron <laughs> driving together on the freeway. We were so close. What was it? What is it from Ferris Bueller? My friends, cousins, cousins, sisters, boyfriends going with this guy who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night or something, something like it's that. It's close. That's it's close, close enough. That. That, that was well done. Yeah. And uh, and that reference like, just flew over a lot of our audience. Yeah. Um, I'll, use, I'll use a more timely one. Were, were they driving next to each other and then the highway split and they went off like at the end of Fast and Furious? Oh, like, yeah. Is that how it was? He's like, it's been a long day with all you, my friend. And, and uh, they, <laughs> oh, no. they, they moved along. <laughs> That one's Maybe. much more sad. Yeah, well, I mean, bring us down at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least these right. people get it. Ferris Bueller, though, check it out if you haven't. If, if you're on uh -oh. the younger end, watch Ferris Bueller. That's good. Absolutely, my my all time movie. favorite movie actually is Ferris. Ferris really Bueller. I, ironic for somebody who was a teacher for so long that my favorite movie True. is about a kid skipping school. But skipping yeah, that, school, yeah, that was that was top of my list. Yeah, that's a, that is a great movie. It that is. is. That's a good one. Yeah. Very quotable. Yeah. Very quotable. No All right, everybody. Appreciate you joined us live. If you're watching this on the on the NBA Front Office YouTube channel, make sure you do subscribe. Don't forget to turn on those notifications. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, again, make sure you follow us over on Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star rating and review. Free agency just a couple days away. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll have our live wrap-ups. We'll be discussing everything as it goes down. Till then, everybody. See ya and stay safe.